0: Hello, my name is DJ Omoto Imbu. Hello, my name is Adeyemi, Ade
1: I am Bode Oguntui.
0: Welcome to Sports 360 Podcast. Every week, we talk about topical issues and sports with these funny guys for just about 60 minutes or so. So, uh, you want some insights into all kinds of sporting stories? Join us on Sports 360 Podcast. Alright guys, anytime you have Bode Oguntui in the room, one topic crops up and that's basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know his a uh, love for basketball. Um, buddy, Toronto Raptors, what's going on? Ah. champions two years ago, um the whole of Canada
1: went crazy, up the north, and all of that. It seems to have unraveled so quickly. Yes, it did, DJ. Um the the thing about the Raptors was that their accent was so so fast. So rapid. So rapid. Mm. Although some argue that um because they they were division champions mm. and the best team in the East the year before. Yeah. It wasn't so rapid. However, the years that they did very well, they came apart quickly mm-hmm. in the playoffs. In the playoffs, especially with especially, the Cavs. <laughs> LeBron James and the Cavs. Not Cavs, really. Especially when LeBron James is facing them. Mm. So the year they won, the Don James had moved.
0: Yeah.
1: And they had Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But even at that, what they did with a coach who had never been a head coach in the NBA mm-hmm. was so remarkable. Nick Noss. Yeah, Nick Noss, That, yes, it took the whole of the basketball world by surprise. Yeah. But fast forward to two years, just like, like, you said. Now here we are, um, they are dropping, they, they, they are, losing games like, they're like, like rookies. Let, let, let me give you some of the stats. Second in the Eastern, in the Eastern Conference, 1920 regular
0: season. Now 11th, in the season's conference studies, winning three of their last 10 games,
1: losing their last five in a row. That's As that I'm... is indicative of a huge decline. Yes, it is. Uh, but I mean, the, the first thing that the, the first, the, the first, challenge you notice is that they are the only team in the NBA that are playing away from home. Points. Good points. Good points. And you know, when we talk about the <laughs> They're NBA... They're on the road all season. All season. Yeah. When we talk about the NBA, we always, we always talk about home cooking.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because when teams play in front of their fans or on their home floor... Um, there's a story about, um, about the Boston Celtics. Yeah. You know, the, you know the, if you look at their floor... TD garden. TD garden. Exactly, their floor, TD garden, um, is a parquet floor, different sheets of wood, and they say that when Boston won their multiple champions, I think they won the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the title 11, eleven times. Yeah. Now, one of the series is that there are dead spots on their floor where the ball doesn't bounce, <laughs> <laughs> so they know where those those uh, uh, those yeah. points are. Mm. They force you there. They steal the ball. They make easy pockets. That's what well they call the home advantage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, for Raptors we' are playing their games in Tampa, they're far from home. Mm-hmm. They're far from family and friends. They don't know the city. They don't know the city. They're far from home cooking.
0: That's a, a huge factor. It be. is a huge factor. yeah. Um, they lost Kawhi. And then, the following season, like you mentioned, they lost Gasol. Those are two huge players. And they've not really replaced those two have they? And I think importantly, those that probably came in haven't really, you know, risen up to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh Pascal shaka was expected to be, yes, most, most improved player uh the year they won the, yep. uh, the title. And they expected him to kick on from there and probably become a proper superstar. But in the real sense, has he done that? I think the answer is no. And it's always... Indicative of a team where you lose one superstar one year and then you probably do a few trades to probably replace that superstar, mm. but then those trades don't work out. Then the following year, you lose another major cog in the Ooh. entire in the wheel, which is back as all. gives you great presence in the perimeter, it's a good center, also can shoot, mm-hmm. so you are losing two critical ingredients that work for you back-to-back. Like Puddin said, the year they did very well in the division and the year they won the title. So I think it's indicative of their problem that the players have a reason to do occasion. And I think that's where they're... Is it a season that they'll just uh, say, let's write it off and let's recalibrate against next? Because they're so. 17 and 22, buddy. It's not likely they'll make the playoffs. They have injury worries and all of that. You don't, like you said, the lack of home advantage is a huge factor. We can't downplay that. Do they say, okay, let's write off? Or what? what's your friend saying? Um, Masai. Masai, who is the, uh, the Nigerian the Gid.
1: judge. Gid, what was what, what he saying? What was he think? Masai has recruited well over the years for drafts. Uh You see players that um, that are cast-offs, as it were, mm. like Fred Van Vliet, who wasn't drafted. Yeah. He's one of their biggest players now. Wow. Uh, like, Kujanubi, yeah. who played half a season in college and got injured was a huge risk. Masai recruits well. And so I understand what Yemi just uh, said about, about players, uh, about uh, players coming in and not stepping up to fill void left by other players. However, for this season, all the players that had come in, they are, all of them, are, all of them are looking like busts. Um, for instance, um, right now, the Raptors, in the year they won the championship, yeah. they have twelve players. They, they have a, a twelve-player rotation, mm-hmm. which means anybody can step on the floor yeah. and do well. And do well this year, they've had like seven. Mm-hmm. They are bench players. They are ranked twenty-third in scoring in the NBA wow. out of thirteen. That's bad.
0: <laughs> very
1: are, bad. Very bad. <laughs> you know, look, to so, understand so how bad that is, Chris Boucher, one of their bench players. Is probably in the running for being the sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a bench player that's in running for sixth man of the year, which means he's playing well, well. and your bench is still playing third in the league, wow. that's just how bad the others are. Mm-hmm. In fact, their bench players are averaging less than three points per game and they are playing major minutes. Yes. So there's no scoring from the bench. Yeah. That's a problem. So now to cast into the future, like I said, Maasai recruits well mm-hmm. so maybe there's something they need to tinker about the current uh, uh recruits some are even saying that the trade deadline is March 25 some are saying that maybe they should do a trade with perhaps a Philly get some players that can give you points off the bench in and and, and trade one of the superstars who is nearing who, whose who's date of expiration is getting near. yeah of course, everybody's pointing at at, at Kyle Lowry. <laughs> now. Kyle has said, "Hey, I'm going to retire a Raptor, which is good, especially as he has a 30 million uh, package coming in for his final season." Mm-hmm. Of course, I won't go from that myself. <laughs> I would, I would, re- I will leave that in So, because we don't like to get a high offer anywhere. Else. I don't think so. So, mm-hmm. so, so I think Raptors will trust Masai to roll the dice once more and I'm come get, up with I'm and come I'm, up I'm, with winners. Know.
0: You hear me? Um Injury worries, uh, Pascal Siaka, Fred Ravrid, Ojanonobi, but they are returning anytime soon. Is it necessary or is it realistic for them to try and make a push for the playoffs despite all the problems? All like we just said, let's just wipe the floor with this season, and say it's all done and dusted, like what said, left hand uh, and tweak and add and tinker and then go again next season. It'd be nice for them to make a run for a late run for the, the playoffs, it would be almost similar to what Portland did. Bubble last time, okay. Yeah, you know, and they they finished eighth, and they were a dangerous eight select team, yeah, that Mm. played Lakers' team Mm. and ran to the castle close. So, if they can make that run, good, you know, there's also. A playing tournament exactly yeah. that will happen. So yeah, that playing tournament yeah. is also very important it's for them. Important, yeah. It could it could be the springboard that they need to launch themselves for next season. And it could In also fact, be like it, it, it's not a good point. It's also the case of we know we're not going to get anywhere. We know we're not going to win the title this season. But we can start seeing the signs, start putting things together, start the tweaking, and then knowing that we have a chance to get next season. Let's
1: just see how far we can go. In fact, that's that's what they are counting on. Okay, they are saying, look we are injured, we are ragged, we are not playing well, but let's just get close enough to get to that playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get to the playing tournament, we get a spot in the playoffs, let's see how far we can go. Right now, the, pro- the prognosis is that, look, in a seven-game playoff series, your bench is not deep enough yeah. to get you through. You know, but that's all on paper. The odds are that, like I said, Masai recruits well. You never know what, for instance, in the, the year they won, nobody thought that Pascal Siakam could be that good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. he was in the playoffs,
1: it was, was in the he was, playoffs. He just erupted. Exactly, erupted. I mean, Ruiz. he was good in the regular mm-hmm. season. But when the playoffs came, it became an animal. Yeah. It defends animal entirely. And so for some of these guys that have not played too well, maybe the playoffs will come, they'll surprise and then they, they'll get the confidence to grow to the next, into the into next season. So yes, because I, I feel that if the season ends and they don't get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. it will affect unless there's a major shake Shake, in the roster in the off-season, the Mm. the players will come in next season unsure of what they can do. And a bit cold. And a bit cold. Mm. Unless, the other thing that that might tip the scale in their favour is if, of of course, uh, all this COVID thing uh, dies down and they could go back to Toronto to their own floor. But another
0: another situation is that if the season were to end today, eh, they would have a 20% chance of ending the top five pick in the lottery. True. And that might be a great chance of getting a top top player that could start them off on a struggle for this. so how do you decide? Yeah. Do you want to make the playoffs? Do we want to get yeah, a chance man. to get a top five pick if you have a what what's, what's record right in the league and all of that? You don't want to have that record really, but it could be an opportunity. It could be an opportunity, but really I'm not sure how loaded the draft class of this year. That's always an issue. Yes, a good point. You know, so a good point. That, that is something that I'm sure myself will be looking at and like, look, if we're going to bet on the draft class mm. as a potential springboard for the team, I think it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous um, um, assumption to base the progress of the team on. Like Bode said, maybe it's time to cash in on some of the corner of the, the Yeah, Carolina says he wants to stay. Vanvleet is one that I think, if they trade, they might be able to get
1: one or two. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Did you? Masai, it's mm. it's cold blooded. Yeah, yeah cold, I don't. I don't you
0: know. You, you have, have to
1: be. To be Lowry says he wants to retire. You know the way they did. <laughs> so the way Demar Derozan was exactly. let go. <laughs> d- that's ice cold because if it's what's good for the franchise. Yeah, they will, he will do. This it. It. man will pull the trigger. They will do no it. matter what Calari right. says. They will do it. He'll pull the trigger. Are they okay? Let me go to the other end. Are they
0: victims of their own success? Yeah, definitely, Rightly. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because nobody really expected them to win that year, and a lot of people in, in the final, a lot of people expected um, them to lose in the final against um, uh, Golden State. Golden State, yeah. and they pulled that one out. So, so, is it like... Not only that. Yeah. The game against... The field, series against Philly. The series, series against Philly. The, the, the last... You no, know, it, 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 was, it
1: was the bounce of the ball. Oh, yes.
0: On Kawhi. That Kawhi shot, that mm-hmm. bounce of the rim. And all of that. So, so it, it's got to you know, fans can be very fickle. And your team is not doing well. <laughs> they are nowhere. But suddenly, they win. And then everybody's expectations
1: start to rise. That is it. See, remember that. That win pulled Canada together.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And mid basketball We, the north. Uh, we, the north. And, and it and, and it pushed basketball close to ice hockey. Ice hockey is a, yeah. is a Canadian yeah. pastime. Mm. But during that playoff run, all over Canada they had viewing huge, massive viewing centers where fans gathered in the in, in summer. The, 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 where fans gathered to watch Raptors play. It's never happened happened before in the history of the sports mm-hmm. north of the border. Mm-hmm. From Vancouver to uh to But that also leads to pressure.
0: Eh, yes, it whole, does. The whole yes, country is yes, yes. now yes, it huge it expectations does. at you and say, this is our team. And then, you know, success brings additional pressure. Th- that it is what it is. DJ. Mm. So what do we think is going to happen with the Raptors? Let's fast forward to the next two, three seasons. Where would you think that be? <sighs> you know, there are never no guarantees in this, in this business. You know, No guarantees at all. Um, but I do think like Bodea said, it might just be time to reject things. Yeah. Um, and a also, start. a fresh start. Don't depend on the, on the draft card. I think they have a few assets that they can still trade and get really good guys. And, and you said Masai is really good at what mm-hmm. he does. I think that is what Toronto needs. And if they can just trade, get a good trade uh, in the market, I think they'll be fine again. They'll be much more stable team. they probably one of the best run teams yeah. Yeah. The the yes, yes, they are. For so me, what we're saying is they will rather
1: get into the playoffs, make a run for it, see how far they can go, than not make the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah. That, the, that the, for me, be. I think um, if, if you look at their age range, Kylar is the oldest uh, superstar they have now. Mm-hmm. All the others are in their mid-20s. Yeah. Van Vliet, Siakam, Oji Anubi, mm. all, all of them, I mean, they are in an age where they can still grow. Yeah. So I think this, they have the core of a good team. What they need to find are role players, mm-hmm. which is where I think, um, the savvy of Masai to put get toge- to put, to-, to put together a trade that makes sense will mm-hmm. come into play. Okay. So I suspect that his focus will be, like you said, get a good draft pick and probably trade that draft pick
0: for, for role players. players Robert
1: that, Robert. That's probably what Masai is going to do. You know, the winning
0: and dealing is all in, when it comes to trades and all that. It's very, very, one of the most exciting parts of the sport. And also quite confusing. Quite, confusing <laughs> quite risky. But at times, it, it, it works. Uh, talking about trades working. Um They're in the East. They're not likely to make the playoffs. But one of the teams making a huge splash are the Nets. When that trade was made and they brought uh, James, James Harden to Brooklyn, Let's agree. Three of us felt three ball handlers, three ball jugglers. This might not work, but he's working a trip, body. I did think it was going to James work. James Harden is making a play for an MVP. Yes, in he the is. Numbers, he's had nine triple doubles. I think it's 19 and seven since he came. The record is 19 and seven since he came. And it will be hard to
1: stop the next in the East. Did he say hard? It's almost impossible to stop him <laughs> If all three of them are healthy. Because what, what the Nets have that other that person has is that they can, they can decide to bring one of their top three off the bench. Mm-hmm. They can decide to give the person yes. lots of rest yeah. and bring him on in the fourth quarter. And all three are, are, their players are score in bunches. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Ivan, James Harden, uh, uh, Kevin Durant. They score in, and they have a supporting cast. That and they are they are trying to make it a a a, 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 trade, a trade for the know, cousins and then you know they've got Griffin is there now,
0: Black Griffin, Griffin is there now, is yes, there now. So I mean that, that, that that's you Okay, uh, let's let's wrap this basketball stuff up by asking: Toronto Raptors were unexpected winners two years ago. If the Nets win or the Nets was to make a play, would it be surprising if they win the NBA title? Or can they win it? Maybe I should say can they win it? Yes they, yes, do, yes, they can. If they win it, would it be a surprise? No, nah, no. I, I will not be surprised. You yes, they can. But uh, would you be surprised? The Lakers are still there. Mm. And That's what I'm saying. You can't take away the experience yes. mm. that they have. Boston now are another very dangerous team okay. that you can't they there in the East. So, mm. when it comes to playoff these basketball... Boston, th- they are too th- th- inconsistent.
1: Mike. For these, yeah, they are, th- they are um, so inconsistent. It's annoying.
0: But when, yes, it is annoying. But when they get to playoff mode,
1: they can be very. very they can
0: be a very dangerous. One. So, they can do it, but I don't think. I think that's one year too, too early. early. Okay. And because of the kind of pieces they're adding, I think. You know, you you, you, you held your hands up. Oh where, yeah. Without the it might not work. You will hold your hands up if they win it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Talking about unexpected wins. Um, recently. Um what's his name now? The South African... Danny Jordan. Danny Jordan. South African, well-known in football circles, said something that caught my attention. He said, the Super Falcons, as the Nigerian National Football Team, or Bayana Bayana, the South African team, would win the World Cup ahead of any male team in Africa. That was a huge statement. But hey, you are let me tell, expert in female football matters. That looks like a very, very wild prediction. But does
1: he have enough ground to stand on by making that statement, buddy? Uh, You know, you know there are two sides Mm -hmm. to to that statement. Yeah. He said, when the World Cup, that's on one side, then he qualified it before a men's team. Yeah. That's the other side. Now, um, those are two different assertions. The first question is Is there any male team in Africa that can win the World Cup in the next 10, 15 years? Is there any? I don't think so. Now, for the women, is there any women, is there any women team that can win the World Cup in 10, 15 years? Okay, let, let me put this question to you. Just, um, at the
0: moment, the top female teams in Africa Falcons Bayana Bayana let's assume those two are the top female teams the team. next level in, the, in Africa oh, who are the next level uh, the next three which is the top male team in Africa the Algerians yeah right now the Algerians Senegal. are the champions and Senegal okay Algeria Senegal let's take those two Algeria Senegal are they closer to the top ranked team in, in men's football no are they closer than Nigeria and South Africa
1: are to the top ranking on the female side? That's a good question. You see, that's why I separated the statement. That mm. That's how I split it into two. Mm. Because for the women, in fact, I'm surprised he, he said uh, um, Bayana Bayana and, uh, and Nigeria what's Ghana doing now in women's football? Yeah. Maybe I, you say like South Africa, so we exactly, can exactly I we put Ghana ahead of South Africa. Yeah. because what Ghana just did in case you missed it yeah. Ghana just starts, uh, they ju- they just um, started the regional league in women's football and they just got major sponsors mm-hmm. which means that they could run their developmental programs
0: there's funding.
1: They, they have, exactly, there's funding and they have decentralized it so they can develop talents faster and secondly they are sending a lot, of, a, a lot more women into colleges in the US they can develop faster and come contribute to the national team. Okay. Ghana have not, um, uh, they have not yet um, gone into uh, sending players abroad like mm-hmm. Nigeria mm-hmm. and like up to an extent South Africa. As professional players. As, 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 yeah. as pro, uh, pro players. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think Ghana have gone through the basics which will, which, which, which will give you better yield in five years mm-hmm. than Nigeria. The exactly, long term black. Now for South Africa, they have been at this original thingy for a, a lot longer than, than anybody else. That is why we have seen their women's football grow faster than anybody anybody's in Africa. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, for Nigeria, it is the natural talent that is there. Okay. So for me, I will add Ghana into that, into that equation mm-hmm. and I, I, I will agree with what he's saying okay. that it is possible because now that you have you have, you have for instance uh, the uh the UEFA women's champions league. Yeah. It's in the quarter stages, and you see a lot of Africans mm-hmm. playing, young Africans playing for different U- U- European clubs. In fact, right
0: now, buddy, before you mean right now, I think we have more top African female players playing for the top teams that we have for the men. Exactly. Oshoala, Barcelona. You feel the Nigerians Atletico Madrid and all that. How many of the males are actually playing for the real top teams? Top teams. Beyond maybe Mani and Salah and Liverpool and the guys at, at, at Man City, uh, Maris at Man City. You go to the Barcelonas you go to all these other places. You don't seem to have the numbers like we had before. Anyway, let, let, let me leave that again. A major problem we have, I think, is coaching. Many times we've been to the World Cup Nigerian team, they've been there since I think since '91. We've been there every time, you know. And but he always makes a point which I want you to respond to. He always says that talent wise, we can match these people every time, but when it comes to the bench, yeah. that's where the essential seen it yeah. time, time and time, time and where again. they are playing well, they are matching and all that, but. The, there's also <laughs> that <laughs> no, huge, that tweet from the <laughs> note. Let
1: them go and come back in second half. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for this to
0: happen, you do feel that coaching has to improve. You see, this is one topic that I'm very, very, very particular and passionate about. The lack of coaching education yeah. in Nigeria. We're not doing anything about it. Uh, we haven't done CAFC licenses since twenty seventeen. And it is clear that we are lucky across board in every sphere. We are lucky, and the guys responsible don't even they're not bothered; mm. they don't care. And it is one of the reasons why I do think that the Daniel Alstead is a bit off the park. Okay, it, it's it's almost like Pené's assertion <laughs> that an African got to win before, before the end of last century. We're well, nowhere close. Yeah, we the, It hasn't happened. <laughs> Maybe he meant
1: this engine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? While I agree with you on coaching, um, the South Africans and the Ghanaians, unlike Nigerians, you see a lot of foreigners coaching in their mm-hmm. in their home leagues. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that very soon is to translate to the women's teams. Yeah. Um, I watch the uh, the Ghana Premier League regularly and I see the number of they are unknown coaches in quotes, yeah. but they are foreign, they have good basics. You see it in the yeah. way their team plays, Please, yeah. And I feel that when you put this in the basics that the Ghanaian are, are developing, you're going to see a crop of young women growing with the, because sometimes. When we play these foreign teams, it's the basics that they, they, put the, they, they, they put the passes in the right places. They make good decisions with the ball. The tiny tweaks by the, the, coaches. Tweaks by the coaches. You yeah. see our players taking pot shots from 60 yards. They keep passing and pressing. You know. <laughs> they, do, they do the basics well. Also, critically,
0: those players that come, that make it into the national team from the domestic team, what is the level of quality that they're having to play with or play against. We're talking South Africa, give it a few years, you will see Nigerian players going to play in South Africa. Oh for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Give it a few years and especially with the advent of this women's Champions League. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Now ask yourself will the Rivers Angels or a Bayosa Queen or Robo FC Robo and all the likes be able to attract the best talent
1: from across Africa to play
0: Nigeria. No, no,
1: no, no. seriously. I think um we have seen Rivers India have players from Cameroon, mm-hmm. from Ghana, play for them. They, yeah, they are the only teams that, that yeah I know. But the see, level the for quality me, level of quality. Do you know what the game changer would be, Yemi? You know, for a lot of a lot of those who fund these women teams, it's all about ego and pride. Yes. Now imagine um two River Senators players going to play in South Africa. Do you think... Just think of the reaction of the governor or the person funding the team. It's like, ah, hey, you think you have money, Adi? No problem. They're going to, play, they're, they're going to find great players from Brazil. Mm. <laughs> no, not great.
0: Great is a bit of a compliment. Okay, Gré-B, see. Maybe
1: D. No, uh, come oh, on. Yeah. See, no, I'm I'm saying that if there is a Car the Champions League, right, mm. and they feel... They want to look all you have to do is tell them look, let's be the first to win it. Let's which, get sponsors, and ego coming, will come in, which, they will spend, win it. Well, I'm not saying know, which choose, no that we're about right, to we, lose. There's nothing wrong with not spending if we are spending right. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I'm saying that I I, I know where you're going, that it, we will lose quality because we develop we will be developing other players. Yeah. I agree. But they will win it. So that's part about seeing they, they will come and play here because we'll throw money at them. However, they will get better because they develop their young players. It
0: doesn't have a has negative impact on our own, on our players. own players. But yes. I, I have my doubt about throwing money at them because it goes beyond just throwing money at them. What are the, but that's, you, that's what we do. What, what, what we, are, we, we throw we, money at we, things. Aside from that, what are the conditions? Are we able to keep to terms? You know, when it relates to contracts. How attractive is even the, team, is, you know, the, yeah. the women's league? You, you bring a player from South Africa, you bring a player from South Africa, <laughs> and he's signed to Rivers Ninjas, and they have to play Adama Happens, and, and, and he has to go and by road. to six pass and take
1: off. <laughs> Oh,
0: that's how attractive it is, is it? You know, so those are critical, means are questions to, that we need to ask ourselves now. Also, we want to, an African to win the World Cup. How much of investment are we putting into the female into the women's game mm. in Nigeria? Almost next okay, don't, 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 don't let okay? Don't let's, don't let's, uh, don't let's uh, narrow it down to Nigeria because he said an African team. This, this is my They talked about Ghana and what they're doing developmentally. Mm. We may not be doing much but the other countries, and that's why. You see that the gap is closing. Yes. The other, it's not every year, like the last tournament that our team won. Um, it was it very was close. Semi final and final, they won by penalties. Yes. Yeah. Before, it used to be five, five six, four, seven, seven, one of them. But now, the gap is there. So, it might not be us. It might be some of these other teams who are doing the right things. I'll, I'll tell you why. That, that might, okay? I'll tell you why I don't think it will happen. Yes, they might be funding. But what is the level of talent that they have? You know, this thing goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But okay. one thing that he said, that body said that is key, is the influence of the coaching. Okay. Foreign coaching, foreign input. I think that might just be the difference maker for the two countries I mentioned, Ghana and South Africa. Now, as the leagues improve, as their game improves, improve they can increase the quality of coaches that they can attract into their the system.
1: Yeah.
0: That might be the tipping point. But my fear, I'm, I'm Nigerian, I have to hold mm, up for Nigeria yeah. first. My fear is that with that happening and the level of investment they're getting, they don't have as much talent. But with that, they might just leave Nigeria talent, behind. Talent is not enough. Exactly. Yes. Talent is not enough. You might have all the talent in the world. If it's not properly honed, properly developed, you are not going to win anything,
1: buddy. I agree. But you know what? Don't let... Look, the question is, Can will a will, will, will women's team win the World Cup before the men?
0: I doubt it. Both, both can't win. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, see.
1: No, hold on now. Both
0: can't win. No, Let's look at it. Are you saying this is possible? In the next 10, 15 you years... Know, you, know, you know the way I see... Completely you, possible. You know, you know the way I see World Cups. If you get to the quarter-final, see, see, anything that, can happen. And in three games, three lucky games might be world champion. That quarterfinal, you are facing the US, no, that's what I'm
1: saying. Brazil, no, that's what I'm saying. Germany, See, or what? Netherlands. Oh, did you hear me? I believe that in 1999, when the Falcons lost to Brazil in the quarterfinal. That was a
0: very big
1: chance. I, oh, yes. Hold on.
0: The the, like you said.
1: Quarterfinal. final, yes. I, do you know that if, if taking nothing away from the coach at the time, he did well. But I think with a little bit of better coaching. We could have beaten that, that Brazilian, yes. Brazilian, that Brazilian team. Mm-hmm. And the, the way the team was, was, um, uh, was set up, Messiah Kide and, and those fine Flores. defenders, uh, 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 Patience Avre, oh, you know, Kike Lomo, mm-hmm. Ajayi, that team was a juggernaut. Yeah. If they had gotten pa- past Brazil, you know, the way Nigeria played, the, the arrogance that you take to, and then the confidence, the confidence, anything, anything, anything could have happened. I, honestly, I feel that if you get to the quarterfinal
0: of a major tournament, you just you might be lucky. It's a fine a, line. A, bad, a good decision, a bad decision, might favour you, and you win. And then your It's three games to to glory. You to never you, can tell. Let's look But we agree it. that we do not get there enough. Even the men that I've got to know, uh, What the face? Cameroon got to the quarterfinals and face two. Uh, England.
1: Ghana so, so was where? one
0: penalty away So, so that's, that's, it, was, actually, it was just a penalty see, that, That's that at, at, I think South Africa Yeah, South Gana Africa Gana yes, know, That battle. critical um, Mental strength mm. At a critical period in a game You won't put and Yes, this is a bit of landish, But you won't put Okay, imagine, flip the script There was your boy That had that penalty mm. At that time Chances are, Suarez will no, bury... Yeah, I mean, anybody can miss a penalty. Come on. a <laughs> so, penalty a few days ago. Chances are, Suarez will bury that penalty easy and sweet. That level of, that mental strength at the critical time, mm. I think it's still something that is but lacking you know in African football. You know
1: what? Is this mental strength or this feeling that we have tried? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, seriously. It is. It is the mental thing. Sometimes that's why I feel. I feel like... Ah, we have tried. Joe. At least at this time, we can go home. No, no, no. government will give us something. They, they drop something. <laughs> I, I feel, and but you know, that now speaks to the makeup of the backup of, of, of the backroom, backroom, backroom staff. Star, yeah. We always insist that a lot of African teams, especially West African teams, don't go to no the no, no, matches with a good psychologist kid. that 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 <laughs> that keep them focused. The, the, the Spyro of 1994, yeah. they could have gone all the way to the final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Im- 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 imagine if you if so had got to pass it, they would face Bulgaria again.
0: What I get from always we're saying is that if we don't win it, are not getting there, it's not for lack of talent. Absolutely. It's not for, it's 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 not for, it's for lack of talent. The situation is that we do not have enough developmental programs in place or we do not have enough... I'm happy, happy what you said about Ghana and their female team and the long-term projections, that, I mean, plans that they put in place. Because, we you know, it got to the male uh, football, Spain, France, La Mercia, Lake uh, they put in, and even the German team that won in 2014. Yeah. It was a 10-year plan. Exactly. To become world champions yeah. and it worked. Here, I think we are just too tournament-focused. We want to win the next we nation's want to cup, first. Or we want to qualify for the World Cup. I like what he said, it's mental just qualification,
1: it seems to be we enough. Do We've done enough or and all of that. Qualify with
0: the game to spend.
1: Meanwhile, um <laughs> okay. South Africa I didn't say that yeah, You need <laughs> South Africa have also um taken a giant step towards ensuring that this mental shutdown the, the, doesn't happen doesn't again. Happen what yet. they do. Um remember that um which country it is that started paying uh, the men and women uh football team the, the same thing. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. South, South Africa have done the same thing. I just looked at what um the women have to uh, have to earn or have to lose for them to get to, if they get to the final of of any major event, they they earn almost a million rands each. Each that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money because um uh, for, for most of them. The national team is there, just like it yeah. is in, in, West Africa, in Nigeria and, and all that. Play for the national team is a way uh, they, they don't earn much at the club level. So at the national team level, this, this where they make money, as it were. Allowances and, and bonuses and all that. So for them to have that pot waiting, I mean, it's structured. Quarter final, this much, just the same as their men. Mm. So with that pot of, the incentive is there. Exactly. that pot of gold, standing at you in the face, you, any mental block you have, You know. Just just like as the famous 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 boxer, when they ask him, "Ah, you fight so well, what is the secret? I says, Look, I come from a very poor place in Ghana. Mm. So when you're in front of me, I'm thinking, if I don't beat this guy, I'm going to go hungry. hungry. So the fact that you are threatening my future means I have to cut I have to cut your short. And so I think for this for this women's team, when that with that pot of gold sitting in front of them, they want Mm. to go all the way. Before Before we we leave this, before we leave this. Um look at,
0: let's focus on Nigeria, look at players like Messi, Kide, Florence, Omagbe, the wonderful things they're doing as coaches uh, in the United States. Look at the players that are playing for the Atletico Madrid, the to Sholas and Barcelona and all of that. We probably have a mix if we can get the proper mix, if I can put it that way. But I think the situation is... We are not taking the right decisions as per the Falcons, and we are not putting the right uh, pieces in place. That's my view. I don't know whether you guys agree. We've never taken the right decisions with the Falcons. I've always believed that we have a comparative advantage with the Falcons mm. from forever. Yeah, I've always felt that the Falcons. The have been... Cup nine times. I've always felt that the Falcons should get the bulk of any funding. Okay. Because of the level of success, they've, they've enjoyed. They've enjoyed far and above the super egos. Let's let's take away sentiments here. Far and above the super egos, because in terms of success, they've delivered. I've always felt that look. If we gave them the just half the attention we give the super egos, mm. in terms of. Well, I was, I was about to say in terms of quality of coaches that we bring in. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's a matter for another day. Yeah. No,
1: no, no, no. It, 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 no, hold on. L- let, let, let me just speak, let me just speak to that briefly. When, um, uh, the coach that won, uh, uh, uh the CAF Champions League for Inimba, the first coach, uh, Kadiri Kadri- Kana, Kadiri Kana, when, when he was coach of Super Falcons, did you know that what he was earning was just a fraction less? That's what, uh, Piyasunai, Piers- so- was earning. She was the top coach, the top world, most coach in the world time. at that time. Mm. What she was what saying was, was a fraction less. So I think it just, if you are willing to pay this, you, the, this yeah. man this much for, for coming third at the Nations Cup, why not hire a top class coach and add a little more in mm. terms of logistics so the coach will not feel, you guys are not serious. Yeah, but you also know the controversy that goes into how much some of our coaches are paid. And I'm saying <laughs> if you are, no, I'm, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that they don't earn as much as we think they're earning. Yeah. Because if you're paying Kajikana you that much money, and you could have just offered a little more to the best coach in women's Football, in the world. so why not take the next best coach in women's football? Yeah, give her that money, then add a little more for mm. the, the logistics because, because like you said,
0: mm. it, honestly, I,
1: I, you get honestly, a better results. My belief is that my belief is that
0: the talent we have, proper developmental policy, and a proper coach can take the Falcons. Yes to a very, very high level. If we get a proper coach, you can look at the situation and get the to right get down, and yeah, that, down and dirty. Yeah, that, that, down and yes. That's know, what I feel. We, we, keep, so we, 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 we keep talking America. about
1: funding. We don't look at what FIFA law says about the money co- that comes from them and what <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> okay. If our money says that you give a certain percentage to developing women's football, how much of that money Will actually? Because mm-hmm. all we need to do is just harness the monies that are meant for them use it for them, and you'll be surprised at what you'll see, Uh, At the results you'll get.
0: Talking about um, expectations, (laughs) and um, surprises, and uh, how would I put it now? Um, Delayed gratification, because at times, you need to do the dirty work. Do you think that it's a case of over exertion, uh, or over celebration, or uh, believing we have arrived before we have arrived, that's affected Liverpool this season? Because Liverpool had a fantastic time. Somebody's knocking his head <laughs> as a Liverpool <laughs> fan around me. So we have a <laughs> here. <laughs> we have a in the house. Look, l- 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 let me break it down for you. Um, last season, at the same time last season, Liverpool were first after 28 games. We were first after 28 games. They had won, after 28 games, they won 26, drew one, lost one, scored 64 goals, considered 20, of course that gives a good rest of 44, and had 79 points. Of course, they were first. This commensurate period this season, after the action from last night, they played 29 games. They are sixth, they won 13, drawn seven, lost nine. I think six or seven of those are home and played um, goal, 48 goals scored compared to 64 last year, 35th considered compared to 20 last year, and then 46 wow. points compared to 79 last year. Yes. You know, the drop-off for me is too huge. And I've seen a lot of people try to explain in the way that it's injuries <laughs> and all of that. This is my theory. I don't know whether you guys agree. I put it all on Jürgen Klopp. A lot of people, I think, are trying to absorb him. The injuries and all of I feel... This is my theory. You guys are can I agree or disagree. I felt that Klopp had a core of 14, 15, 16 players. And it was the same players that was playing for the two, three years that he had that success. And I feel my theory is that those players are breaking down. You have to rotate. And then the, the manner of his playing style, the pressing, the intensity, you can't continue all the time. So I felt he needed to have refreshed, like, look at what happened in January. He had to wait to the very last minute to buy, sorry, with all due respect to those defenders, for average quality defenders, when he could have gone to the market much earlier in the transfer window, and gotten top quality defenders. So, I don't know whether, is it all on club, or are the injuries an excuse? Or are the injuries the reason? Yeah, let, me, let me start with Buddy.
1: First off, um, you know people like some people like calling Liverpool COVID champions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pandemic, pandemic,
1: pandemic champions. But I also I also think that that's part of um, um, their problems because I believe that uh, you can't take away the effect of the cop mm-hmm. on visiting teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a huge point. When you when, when you walk onto that K-O-P. K.O.P. Yes. Not C.U.P. No, cup, K.O.P. In, the the cup. fans understand. The fans understand. The cup. Mm. When you walk into that arena, D.G. So, see, sometimes before Liverpool play their games, you have people. When they hold up their scalps and they start mm. singing, mm. you never walk alone. Me, we are not like Liverpool. You just sweat my belly. <laughs> and then the, you open, understand? the other
0: teams will be shaking. will be, in be shaking boots. in your
1: boots. Mm. Sometimes before you come out there singing and you are hearing that noise in, your, in the dressing room, you know you have a mountain to climb. Mm. So I think, you can't you, you can't rule that out. Okay. But having said that, remember several years ago when um Asenwenga was, was coach of Arsenal, and year in, year out, at certain points in the season, Arsenal players come down with injuries, mm. and their challenge on all fronts start fading. And the question we were we we asking was what's going on in your training ground that your players are breaking down like this? At the same and, time it and, and it's recurring season after season. So yes, I feel that for a team that plays the kind of football that uh, uh, that Liverpool play, yes, it helps, it wears down your position. But it also tells on your team. So for you yeah. to play that kind of pacey and aggressive and constant running football, you've got to have a deep reserve of players mm. that you can call on
0: because you made a point, buddy, uh, about Arsenal and Azervenga uh, being a recurring team. For club, it's a recurring team now. It happened at Borussia Dortmund. It happened at Mainz. It happened at Mainz. This is the third team where he will enjoy success, and then suddenly everything starts falling apart. So he's got to take a look at his strategies and probably recalibrate. What they say, they say uh, a man is only as good as the tools that he has available to him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously he has to believe. In the tools that he has available to him, so, and they also say that the hardest thing about being at the top is staying stay at the top. top. Yeah. Upon winning the title, I felt that look. Yes, when a critical period, COVID and everything, but it was critical for Liverpool to do some really important business. Mm-hmm. Yes, they brought in Thiago Alcantara, they brought in Thiago J- Jota, they took care of two. Critical positions. Why? Thiago sorts, gives them a different dimension in midfield. Jota will give them goals. But I felt that they needed to add more. Add more players in critical positions because some players were probably tilting towards the end of their careers. Milner being an example, Matip had been struggling with injury over time that Gomez became the established personal to Van Dyke. Now, if they had two or three more players in the summer, they said they know how to do big deals. Willing and yeah, they could We're have gotten those dealing. deals across the line. Now, critically, once those injuries happened, Klopp just needed to look at his tools and say, okay, this is what I have. I have to use it and use it to the best you know, my of my ability. And why am I saying so? You had Van Dyken, George Gomez, Matip. Had no central defender. But... Yeah, two youngsters the academy. in the academy. Micro Phillips and Ryan Williams, two center backs, crap out And kept your midfield the way it was. They'll provide the protection that mm, your defense yeah. Needs. yeah. Instead and probably the experience to carry them through. To carry them along, to you know, raise their game. Mm. You then weaken your midfield because you wanted to compensate. Especially Fabio dropping back. You, the midfield missed a lot, a lot you know, and then I mean Fabio and Anderson uh, going back, yeah. the
1: midfield just became like a huge gaping hole. So, so, f- some, something just occurred to me. Mm. If you look at the, the times that um, Sir Alex was the king of England, with yeah. united for several years. That's this is what he did well: promoting, knowing where to promote players from the academy, and knowing where to buy. And and f, no matter how well Liverpool, uh, sorry, United uh, uh, played in the, f- in the previous season, he always, always adds to the, to the, to the squad in the off-season. Mm. You, need, you need to always refresh.
0: And you know, there's always saying that uh, you need to put the players on their toes. For instance, I felt that, even with the introduction of Jota, I felt that Liverpool's front three have become comfortable. Too comfortable. comfortable. They have become comfortable. Come rain, come shine, hell or high water, put they know they will play. You know, there was no pressure on even, them at all. Even when the recruiter came into the team and was ready to yeah. him. He was scoring goals. I he he kept leaving him on the bench for was... Firmino. And I'm like, guy, come on. <laughs> Firmino is not scoring. Yes, we know that he brings a lot more Let's to the address team. The elephant. Elephant. Let's address the elephant in the room. And that was Virgil van Dijk. The injury. That was the starting point. But I Always like to make this point. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> but Van Dyke was in the team tell them, tell them. when after Villa defeated like, them, the them seven times. Yes, he so was before. in the team. So before people start thinking the bad results didn't start after Van Dyke. Yeah. I mean, but what I'm trying to say is that yeah, I mean, tactically now, what did they miss or what did they lose from Van Dyke uh going out of the team? I think critically leadership. Okay. Leadership, leadership at from at the back. There's a comfort. That comes in a team. That exists in a team when a certain individual is there. Mm-hmm. You know, as his centre back, he's going to pull you. No, don't do this. Positionally, positional yeah. yeah. backs. Okay, yes, yeah, you're going to go forward. Okay, one of them. And especially when, Anderson, when he they go forward, forward. He, you know, himself, he spreads out, so covers the gaps, it's and critical. all of that. Anderson. Anderson knows. Okay, Van Dyke is in front of me. I have protection. So. So I'm sure if you check the stats since his departure, the number of shots on target that Liverpool would have considered mm. definitely have gone up. You know, the um, number of fouls that he committed mm. would have gone up. So those are critical elements in any team that once you have with a certain player, his leadership qualities will shine through. Mm. And once they can look back and say, okay, Van Dijk is there, no problem. Then they can go on and express them. So, like I said, I felt that, I, 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 it, it, whenever I look at Liverpool, I remember a certain period for Manchester United, under Vahar, where he had like 13 of his first team players injured. Of course, the English media went crazy. Like, what is he doing? There must be something wrong with his training methods. But what did he do? He promoted Paddy McNair, mm. Cameron jackson and Rashford. And the likes. And <laughs> Paddy McNair played at centre-back. But Jackson played at left back. And United still won games in that period. Period, yeah. This is where so it's a question of. I think club situation was he trusted Too his much. 11, 14 players so Too much. much. And when something happened, he didn't show enough. Because right now, from last night, it's the youngsters that he's talking about. <laughs> he's playing them in <laughs> central <laughs> defense. They got the result again. So why didn't you trust them much earlier, well, in the earlier, earlier
1: than this? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but again, um, I think that, uh, some will tell you that it wasn't only Van, Van Dijk that got injured. And some yeah, other key players also, also got injured.
0: 18 central defense parents. 18, 18 different <laughs> central defense parents. That is a lot. That's a lot. criminal.
1: <laughs> that is. No, a you lot. know
0: what? You, but, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry I don't feel sorry for club. <laughs> Neither do I. No, I, I don't feel sorry for club. I, 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 I felt...
1: Are you speaking as a United fan or as, as no,
0: no, no, I'm speaking as an analyst. Okay,
1: Let's you know be, because let you let know there was
0: there was this media thing <laughs> to try and absorb him because for me, why I don't feel is a trend. Yeah, you know, it's once, happened before. You know, you know, you know at, at Borussia Dortmund, when he there was a period they were seventeenth. Yeah, the season he left, they were seventeenth from being. Champions and cup winners previous seasons. Been really close, close to, to winning Pep's. the Champions League. And also really close to Pep's Bayern. You know, so I felt that if you've experienced something like that, you should learn. You should learn from it. And, right? I, and I felt that, you know, for instance, how did Diogo Chota, be? Diogo Chota is back? Why did he get injured? It was an inconsequential Champions League game where Diogo Chota got injured. Why play him? They didn't need the game. You know, so, um, because in the English media they're trying all kinds so, of things to you know, absorb him and all of that. But media. I think you will learn from it. Okay, let's move. Would they make top four? Ah. Um the, the fixtures they have uh before the end of the season, away to Arsenal, home to Aston Villa, their seven to Congress, home to Newcastle that's in April, then away to United, a way to West Brom, a way to Burnley, and home to Crystal Palace. The games they have in May. Those are seven games. Yeah, the seven games left. You know what? And they are now. I think they are now just four points or five points off top four. So
1: you know, you know what? Will they make top four? Sometimes it might not be about. It, it, well, it, it, it get, they will get. They might get some results out to shock you, but it also depends on those around them. Yeah. This time last season, Arsenal were dead and buried. Mm-hmm. Five points adrift from, from safety. Um, like four or five. Five game. or seven. Seven points adrift from safe, safety and some tough, tough games left to play. As a Villa fan, I'd given up. You yeah, had given up, yeah. I was thinking, okay, okay, maybe next time we'll move the championship, I'll you know, celebrate another uh, trip to Wembley or we'll be championship champs and then I have at least something to be happy about. But Premiership was, each time I opened uh, um, uh, the, um, the Premiership website, I kept the car, ah, so Villa logo would not be here again. <laughs> <It was beautiful. laughs> uh, but then, something happened. So, Watford never won a game. The they never... Ford, not only won a game, they never end the point. Never end the point until the, rest, the season the rest, ended. Same. Villa started getting some surprising, some very, very shocking results. Eight points. Positive, uh, exactly. And then, safety. So, I think for... Like, like you said, mentioned a few minutes ago, now that he's trusted these youngsters, they have managed to eke out a win in a tough place to go to. Yeah. Maybe... The turning point. It's a turning point. Maybe mm. now they, they can kick on from here and shock everybody. It's not impossible. Mm. One of the
0: things that happens when you have a slump in form is that you lose the fear factor. Mm. Teams come at you and they feel we have a chance. Uh, in their 68 game on beaten run at Anfield, they registered 55 wins and 13 draws. And then they lost 6, <laughs> six at seven. home on the bounce. So... Yeah, I mean, things teams will go there feeling is this Liverpool team, especially right. the next game at home on the 4th of April. It is, um, okay, sorry, that's a, it was, a, it's an away game. The next game at home is Newcastle, also struggling. But teams who are playing Liverpool now, home and away, believing we have a chance, we have a shot. Oh, definitely,
1: we well, want to win that game at Sanford, by the way,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> and complete the double. <laughs> but they will be Newcastle looking at those seven games. I'm sure they'll be Newcastle, Um uh, United, in anyway, week. United have not been very good at home, so, you might just be looking at the draw in that one. Yeah, but you, they beat United United beat them at Old Trafford in the FA Cup, so, yeah. they'll feel a yeah, close, on that. very close, it was was game close was one thing, yeah. So, Arsenal, away, you don't know which Arsenal will turn up. Mm. So, 21, 21 points, if they get 15 points, Mm. Out of that 21 But a lot Like what they say A lot the Chelsea also, on Chelsea also good what at the moment Around them Chelsea also good at the moment And I, they're I, still So Maybe maybe it's not all gloom and doom They're still in the final They're don't still in the quarter have, final Of the Champions because, League You never know what will happen Like I said earlier yeah, In the quarter a final, draw. Anything uh, A good draw again yeah. yeah, the semi-finals In the it, semi-finals Three good games So If they're able to Somehow Scratch a win In the Champions League and even if they don't make the top four, uh, that would be that would be quite a season. You I'm not sure they make that top four. But you do feel that you do feel, buddy, that
1: it has to improve. It Aye, has,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. It has it to improve
1: absolutely. It can't get much worse than it has no, got I don't to. I don't think so. I don't, I don't I don't think it can. It will improve. But for me, the bigger question is will Club learn from this? Will it do good, good business in the summer? Whatever, yeah. because see, if they are proved by by any stroke of imagination, if they win the Champions League, we feel okay. Well, I mean, we won Champions League. I'm justified. Exactly. That's I, I keep point. going. I keep mm. going because mm. that was what killed, in quotes, as as wenger. Mm. As long as they make making top four, they, were, they, they felt the everything was fine.
0: But well, wait, wait, wait. Let's be fair to wenger He said top four is like a trophy. He has been proved right. The <laughs> teams are <laughs> yes, battling <no>. and scratching <laughs> and killing them. So like last season, mm. as so top four is now. I, it, think, I think as a mega guy, it's like a trophy. It is, the, the trophy. Is, is it, is it top, not top four we are discussing now? Exactly. You so, <laughs> know when he said it, everybody made fun of him and all of that. But man, because for a team like Liverpool, if they don't make top four and they do not win the Champions League, hmm. it's a disaster. Huge disaster. It's
1: a disaster. It's almost,
0: almost hmm. similar to Chelsea's defense of, of the title and also Leicester defense of the title, but then Leicester, mm-hmm. Leicester the title Leicester, is di- yeah. different matter. So almost as, as disastrous as Chelsea winning Chelsea defense of the title after Mario won the last time. Um, it's a huge disaster. Because the amount of money that they need that you will lose to rebuild the team. Yeah. And then how are you going to attract players if you are not playing in the Champions League? You don't know, have an argument to against attracting yeah. players in Champions League. Mm-hmm. Players will go for, play the money. The for the money. For the money. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So, um let me take guesses from you will Liverpool make the top four it,
1: I think it's touch and go that's not an answer <laughs> <laughs> will, they, will they make it <laughs> ah, it's possible
0: nah. will Liverpool make top four nah I think there's too much going on around them you don't think so I don't think so West Ham uh, Chelsea West Ham Can you, you are, you are in West Ham ah! West Ham. So, no, what he's Look, saying is that there are too many teams there too many around them that are, who are, are I know for the top four: Chelsea, all. West Ham, uh, Spurs, Everton. Mm-hmm. T- it's a tough, a tough But I, uh, I just feel that they might be able to, they might just be able to do that. So, guys, it's been one hour of exciting ramble, just <laughs> talking, just enjoying ourselves on the podcast. Good to have you guys come around, and we'll do it again sometime soon. Thank you, guys.